All right. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome back to our broadcast this wonderful uh, Bible study night. And we're truly grateful to God for another opportunity to, to bring forth his word and to be able to uh, uh, share with you the word of God. And we hope and pray everybody's having an awesome day, an awesome time. And, and again, a great start to the week uh, this week. And uh, as we always say, it'll be better once the Bible study is over. How's that? Again, we pray and, and hope that the word of God will inspire and draw us closer to Christ. As we continue to go forward, we look forward to what God's going to do this evening. Very serious topic, serious topic that uh, sometimes, again, gets overlooked in all of the other topics that we cover. The main thing, they say the main thing is the main thing, and that's eternal life, eternal life. And so we, uh, we've we been covering, started last week, and I, it's, it's probably going to go a little bit more because there's a lot of reading tonight. And so uh, a lot of scripts I'm going to give you, again, concerning heaven and hell. Heaven and hell is it's real. It's just as real as we see here today. It's the ultimate goal is to make it to heaven and uh, to really focus on eternal life. You think about how that we uh, focus on so many things in life and how we prepare for so many things. Uh, pray for the people down in Florida. They're preparing for a hurricane, but, and they prepare for life insurance and prepare for future uh, savings and all these different things that we uh, try to endeavor to live our lives and, and prepare for what's here on earth. But as the scripture tells, he says, life is but a vapor. It's be here for a little while. And after we leave this earth, there's a whole lot more that's left in store. And so, again, we, we, we want to spend eternity with Christ Jesus. That's why he came. That's why he gave his life. And so we're thankful. Again, God has given each man, woman, boy, girl, opportunity to make the right choice. And that's heaven today. So we're, we're grateful tonight for Jesus. We're grateful for him. Uh, Moody's glasses here. But uh, are we grateful for him? Again, and it's only sacrifice that he did for us. Sacrifice on the cross, a man of Calvary. And so uh, we, we started this series last week about heaven and hell and about how that, again, who's going where, who's going where. And I want to give you a disclaimer real quickly. It's not my heaven. It's not your heaven. And again, we just basically come off the word of God. We simply come from the word of God and, and just based off the scriptures and what they say. And they, they really are clear. They're very, they are very clear on, on the, the things that will keep us from heaven. And the things that we can do to make it into the kingdom of God. Not that we live by works. We can't live by works. But uh, again, there's some things that Christian characteristics. We shared with you many years ago. Christian characteristics to really know the true believers in Christ. And believers are the ones that make it to heaven. Those that live in a life. Endeavor to live a life every day of your life. Throughout your life. And so uh, we, we want to uh, say that. So in the final moments. And we don't even know. In the final moments of one's life. We cannot even say uh, again, what uh, uh, what that person may be doing or going through or praying through. And, and uh, we hope and pray that men and women will make things right with God before they take their last breath. And that's really what ultimately Jesus's prayer was as well. Uh, as we make that our prayer, as Jesus had that same desire, the willing that no one should perish, but all should come to repentance. Maybe start with that. We'll start with that in Second Peter. Second Peter tonight. Uh, if you can pull that up for me. Second Peter 3, 9. 2 Peter 3, 9. Uh, we'll start there. Uh, and the Lord dealt with Peter about this, and, and really Peter spread it to us as well. You go back and read the book of Second Peter, uh, how that he was dealing with eternal life and the things to come, and how the Lord will return one day. And we'll just jump into verse 9. The Bible says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. He said, As some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so 
the Lord is not slack concerning his promises of what's to come, heaven and hell. Again, eternal life. Again, the, the, the end time events that will take place as Peter was dealing with. But he also said, but and, and it's God's will that not any should perish. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises as well, meaning it will happen. These things that's written in the Bible will come to pass. We will one day die. We will one day see the Lord. There's a heaven and there's a hell. We will one day see all of these things just as real as we see here today. And so he says, uh, his will, though, however, like that verse, his will is not that any should perish. Nobody, nobody on this earth. God's will is not God's plan for you and I to perish tonight. Uh, again, but the Bible says in verse 10, the Lord, the Lord, the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night and in which the heaven shall pass away with great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat and the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. And so Peter began to let us know everything that we put our stocks and our, our trust in here on this earth, the things that we uh, fall over backwards for and, and go to work every day for and on and on and on that, that our country and our, our world is clamoring over and fighting over. He said, we'll all burn up one day. This is what he says a little bit further. He says, number 11, seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. He says, seeing what's coming, seeing that that's really, uh, again, nothing to this world that we, again, put so much stock in and value in. He says, seeing that this is going to be dissolved one day, what manner of person ought we be in all holy conversation and godliness? He says, you know what? This old world is going to fade away. The Bible tells us that. He says, so we should really focus on the spiritual man. Holy conversation and godliness. The Bible says, number 12, he says, looking for and hastening the coming day of God, the coming day of God, wherein the heavens uh, being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. He said, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, verse 13, nevertheless, we, according to the promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth. So Peter let us know there's going to be a new day, a new beginning, new heaven and a new earth. The core is going to be here, but God's going to burn it all up and start all over again. The Bible goes on and says, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Number 14, he says, wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent. Be diligent. About what? About your soul. Be diligent that you may be found of him in peace. At peace with God. At peace with your maker. At peace with your relationship, my relationship, your relationship with God. Let's be at peace. We should not be at war with God. You should not be enemies of God. And the Bible says without spot and blameless, without spot and blameless. In other words, we've been cleansed from our sin, forgiven, not living a life outside of God in habitual sin, not living a life to where, again, there, there are things in which are displeasing unto the Lord. We should live a life forgiven, a life forgiven, repented of. Not to repeat, as we said before, but to repent and turn away from these things. Uh, so God, I shall, God's desire is that no one should perish, as we read here in Peter, according to the word. Again, that would not be the case, however. That would not be the case for all. As many we pray that many will come to know Christ, many will give their lives to Jesus, family, friends, loved ones, even enemies, whoever they may be out there. Our prayers is that you will come to Jesus. But he said, we know that's not the case. We know that that's not the case. Um, but back to what we were talking about, how did, we don't know what, what, what people pray in their last moments or what people's relationship with, with God is, even in those final moments. I pray that, again, each man, woman, boy, or girl will have that opportunity to, um, if anything is displeasing, make things right, 
make things right before you leave this earth. Let's look what it says. I'll give you an example of a man who made things right before he left the earth. In Luke chapter 23, 33, Jesus on the cross. That's how it's all made possible anyway. It's through death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus paying the price for our sins. He paid the penalty for it all. And there was an example here of a man who realized, he said, hey, you know what? I'm about to die. I need to make sure I'm right with God. And, you know, we come all to that place. We need to really have that in the forefront of our mind. Our lives are so precious. We just saw a post just now. One of my dearly beloved brethren from, uh, uh, from, from one of the fellow ministers in, in the gospel passed away from our church uh, out in Washington State. Uh, Brother John Smith, and, uh, pray for his family and, and, and uh, his loved ones there. And that's we, until we meet again, my brother. Amen. Until we meet again, enjoy heaven. Enjoy heaven now. He's in glory right now. Rejoice it. It's real. It's real. He, he, if he could speak right now, he would say you, it's worth it all. Amen. It's worth it all living for Christ. But let's see, uh, the final moments, the final moments of one's life. And this man here had an opportunity to make things right. So we don't know what happens on people's deathbeds. That's what it says. He says, and when they came to the place, which is called Calvary, that's how it was all made possible, where they, they were crucified him and the malefactors, one on the right hand and, and, and on the other on the left, then said, Jesus, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus had the right attitude about forgiveness, forgiveness. He says, and they departed his raiment and uh, cast lots. In other words, they ripped his clothes apart. The Bible says in 35 and the people stood beholding and the rulers also uh, with them deriding him saying he saved others. Let him save himself. They were mocking Christ. He says, and he, if he be Christ, the chosen of God, 36, he says, and the soldiers also mocked him, come, coming to him and offering him vinegar and saying, if thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself, 30, 38, and the subscription, superscription, excuse me, also uh, was written over him in the letters of the Greeks and Latins and Hebrews. This is the king of the Jews. This is just the, the, uh, the story of when he was crucified on the cross. 39, he went on and says, and one of the malefactors, he says, uh, which were hanged uh, railed on him saying, if thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. That's one of the men on the left, one on the right. But one man, this is the first man that spoke. The Bible says in verse 40, and the other said, he had, the other had the right attitude. He says, and rebuked him saying, dost not thou fear God, seeing that thou art in the same condemnation? Don't you see we're all dying right now? There's no time to play games. Eternity's real. And this man realized, he said, I, I, it's not a time to play games. Your soul, why do you gamble with your soul? Don't gamble with your soul, my friend. This man on the cross said, hey, why are you over gambling with your soul? To the other man, don't hang it on the cross. The Bible says in verse 41, and he says, and we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward for our deeds, but this man had done nothing. He says, we're, we're both criminals. This man is an innocent man, is what this man said on the cross, as he's dying. And he, and he said, Jesus, Lord, remember me, when thou comest into thy kingdom, he said, Lord, remember me. Will you please? Will you please? In other words, he was asking for forgiveness. He was asking for, again, mercy, mercy from Jesus. You know what? On your deathbed, on our last breath, we pray that God's grace will be upon each of us. You and I, anybody else in this world. Again, hell is not, again, a, a happy place. The Bible says in verse 43, and Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee today, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Again, because Jesus had not yet prepared heaven, the city of God, the kingdom of God yet. 
So back to what we covered last week about paradise, Abraham's bosom. And so you think about this, uh, uh, this man had the right attitude about his soul. And we pray that men and women, uh, again, just by God's mercy, will uh, have that opportunity. And you know, you can't wait to your deathbed because things happen suddenly. Things happen suddenly. So I mean, you can get hit by a car and boom, no time to pray. Get shot, no time to pray. People go instantly, die in their sleep, no time to pray. That's why you pray before you go to sleep. Pray when you hit the floor in the morning. Pray, pray, pray. Seek God's face. Have your relationship current with God. If your relationship with God is not current, meaning up to date, pray, forgiven, uh, asking for forgiveness, walking clean before the Lord, make it up to date right now. Because we don't know our time. We don't know the day nor the hour when our numbers will be called. Eternal life is more than what we see. Eternal life. Talking about heaven and hell, who's going where? And so uh, let's look at some more. Today's election day as well. Today's election day. And you think about it, how that, again, people are voting. They're voting on various candidates and various things like that. I was thinking about it. They're voting for people for a better future. They're, they're hoping the candidate would give them a better future, a better a better plan. Well, my candidate's going to promise, he promised this, or he promised that, or she promised this, or promised that. They're, they're electing their officials to make the country or nation or city or community a better place. I thought about that. Jesus is the ultimate one that can only do that. Jesus is the ultimate one. He's the one tonight. Will you choose him tonight? Choose Jesus. If anybody gets your vote, give it to Jesus. Vote for Jesus tonight. Amen. Vote for Christ. Let's look at John 18. They had, they carried out a vote one time. They carried out a vote uh, before the cross. Before the cross, they had a they give, had given a vote about who, uh, again, to pick. And you know, every day we, men and women, uh, we have to make our choice of who we will serve. The Bible says Jesus uh, answered in 18, John 18, 36. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. And so again, we, we get caught up in, we encourage you, go ahead, go out there and vote. If you want to vote, go do the things we voted this morning. But you know what? We got to realize at the same time, life is more than the United States. Life is more from whatever country you may be from, India, Africa, uh, uh, Ethiopia, wherever you may be watching this broadcast, China, Japan, life is more than your nationality, your little uh, province, or wherever you may be watching this video tonight, your state, county, city. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. He said, if my servants, if my servants were of this world, he says, then would my servants fight that I should not uh, uh, be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. And so Jesus began to make it plain. He says, you know what? We're really not from it. Once you become a Christian, your, your target, your, your main objective, your thought pattern is kingdom minded. Your thought pattern, your, your lifestyle. Brothers and sisters, let's make that our prayer. And so who's going where? Well, let's begin. To, there's a transformation of the mind where our mind begins to say, you know what? Let me do the things for the kingdom of God. You know, whatever happens on this world, uh, come what may. Because we see it all the time. You vote for something. You vote for this, that, and the other. And you know what? <laughs> it still don't make a difference. We can vote against abortion, and it still happens. You can vote against drugs, and it still takes place. And so naturally, you know, we, we do our part. But at the same time, we have a better city, a better place in store. But anyway, the Bible says here, uh, number 37, Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king, a king then? Jesus answered Thou sayest I am a king. This is the end. To this end uh, was I born. 
for this cause am I coming to the world? I came into the world. He said that I should bear witness unto the truth. The Bible you know, says that everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. So whose voice do we hear tonight? The Bible went on and says, Pilate said on the number 38, what is true? He says, when, it, when he had said this, he uh, went out again unto the Jews and said to him, I find no fault in him. There's no fault in Christ. We can't go wrong with Jesus tonight, folks. You can't go wrong with Jesus. Amen. Let him get your vote for your life eternally. Amen. The Bible goes on and says this, 39. He says, but ye have a custom that I should release unto you one at the Passover. He says, will you therefore that I release unto you King Jesus, uh, King uh, of the Jews? The Bible went on and says 40. Then cried they again, saying, not this man, but give us Barabbas. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. And so I brought that up because there are two places, heaven or hell. It was like they were picking hell over the kingdom of God. Give us the thief. Who's, who's a thief tonight? The devil. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The Bible says Barabbas was a robber. Just like the devil. He, he followed his father, the devil. And when you're outside of Christ, you're following your father, the devil. And the enemy will rob us. Steal, kill, and destroy souls every day. Going into it. We've been on this Bible study for now 20 minutes. 20 minutes now, souls are just pouring into heaven, hell right now. And in heaven too as well. But you think about it. Think about it, the majority are lost, are lost. Because back to what we said last week, few be there. As Jesus said, it's not my words, few be there, they find it. And so they voted for Barabbas instead of Jesus. My friend, and they choose eternal life, choose Christ, the king, heaven, pick heaven. Pick heaven as your home instead of hell tonight. Let's go to Matthew 25. Who's going where? Who's going where tonight? Heaven or hell? Heaven or hell? The Bible's clear about these things. The Bible's very clear. Who do we pick tonight? Let's pick Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Let's go to Matthew 25, 31. 25, 31 is a lot of, I got a lot of reading tonight, but we're going to get through it. The Bible says, and when the Son of Man shall come in his glory. There's coming a day when Jesus is coming back. When he comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he shall sit upon the throne of his glory. The throne and kingdom of God. Jesus is going to sit. He's sitting there now, but we're going to all behold him. The Bible says in 32, he says, and before him shall be gathered all nations and he shall separate them one from another. So his grace separate everybody who's going where the Bible says. And as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats, there's two different categories here, sheep and goats. The Bible says in 33, he shall set the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left. The sheep are who? They make fun of Christians calling them sheeple. I call me a sheeple all day. God help me be a sheeple to follow you, to follow the shepherd, Jesus Christ. I don't want to be a goat. Goats are rebellious. <laughs> Goats will eat anything. Goats will uh, reject and kick and fight. They eat the junk. I remember uh, they said, don't get too close to the goats because they'll chew up your clothes. They'll eat anything. They'll eat garbage. They'll eat trash. Goats eat anything. I want to go find green pasture with Jesus. And so there are two categories, sheep and goats. Let's move on. The Bible says uh, in 34, then shall the king say unto them that on his right hand, come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundation of the world. There's a kingdom waiting on the believer. Heaven, there's a kingdom waiting on the believer. 35, he says, and he says, for I was hungered and ye gave me meat. 
So who's going? These are some of the categories, characteristics of who's going. He said, when I was hungry, you gave me meat. He says, I was thirsty and you gave me drink. He says, I was a stranger and you took me in. He says, naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came unto me. Who's going? Those that do such characteristics, those that do such things as this. The Bible says, and then the righteous answer said, Lord, when shall, uh, when saw we the unhungered and fed thee? Or thirsting gave thee drink. He was saying, well, what are you talking about? We, you, you're not hungry. You're, you're Jesus. The Bible says in verse 38, and when he, uh, when saw we thee a stranger and took thee in or naked and, uh, and clothed thee. Number 39. He said, or when uh, saw we thee sick or in prison or came unto thee. He said, when was, what are you talking about, Jesus? The Bible says in 40, and the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, in so much as you've done it unto the least of my, these, my brethren, then you have done unto me. So in other words, good deeds. Now, again, we said works do not save us. Works do not save us. We can, we can, we're not saved by the, the works that we do. We covered it last week about, he says, many will do things in my name, but still can be lost. But these are some of the characteristics of a Christian as well. Christians, let's get busy. Let's go do something for the kingdom. Amen. And so these are some of the things that Christians do. The Bible says in verse 41, then shall he say unto them that are on the left, talking about the goats, depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. He says, prepare for the devil and his angels. Originally, originally it was prepared for the devil and his angels. It was not, back to what we say, it's not God's will that any should perish. It was made for the devil and his angels. Hell is made for the devil and his angels, the everlasting fire. It wasn't made for any of us. But because of man's disobedience, because of man's rebellious ways, he said, that's who has to go. The Bible says in verse 42, he flipped it around. He says, I was hungry and, and gave you, you gave me no meat. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you took me not in. Naked and you clothed me not sick and in prison and you visited me not. Number 44, then shall they also say unto him, uh, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungry or a thirst or a stranger? or naked, or, or sick, or in prison, or did not minister unto thee. 45, he says, and then he answered and said, saying, verily I say unto you, inasmuch as you have done it not unto one of the least of these, ye have done it unto me. And these shall go into an everlasting punishment. Everlasting. It's no nonstop. Everlasting. Punishment. But the righteous into eternal life. There's two different sides of the story. Brothers and sisters, again, these deeds here that he listed is not what saves us. That's not what saves us. But those are some of the characteristics of those who are going and who's not going. Uh, I'll, I'll share with you about how it was originally prepared for the devil and his angels. But the Bible talks about how hell enlarges itself. Let's go to Isaiah 5, 11, 5, 11 through 16. I got to get through this. The Bible says, whoa, we shared last week about a strong rebuke or strong amazement woe unto them that rise up early in the morning that they may follow strong drink they continue until night he said till wine inflamed them there are men and women that are bound by alcoholism even as we speak right now we pray for those that are bound by alcohol if you're bound by alcoholism tonight we pray that the spirit of god the power of the blood of jesus christ can re, uh free you tonight <clears throat> it can set you free tonight we pray against those liquor stores and those uh, places in which to sell those things. 
We rebuke in the name of Jesus because people are bound. Our communities are being destroyed. Families are being destroyed. Lives are being destroyed. The Bible went on and says, 12, he says, in the harp and, and the harp and the vowel and the tempers and the pipe and the wine and, and that are in their feast, but they regard not the work of the Lord. The music is playing constantly, constantly. Now, I was thinking about this. He talked about the music playing in the background and chasing out of the wine and all these different things, eat, drink, and be merry type of crowd. And again, that's a, the enemy will have us in a drunken stupor all of our lives. All of our lives, where we'll lose our souls, always got to have a drink, always got to be again in that, that spirit. I thought about how you wake up in the morning, many times the enemy will have us put in earphones and, and get occupied in our minds with music and all, all, kind of flood our minds with things. And so the enemy will have us blinded by these things. You see this. And so he says, they regard not the work of the Lord. God only God, not church, ah, Bible study, ah, Bible, ah, preacher, ah. They don't regard the work of the Lord. They don't regard it. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need God. I, I'll worship Him my own way. They regard like the things of God. When God is calling us, we chatted it Sunday morning. God is calling. These are some of the final calls of God. And I in the days in which you're living, we're living the final call of God. I wonder what our brother's last message was. That he heard preached. We, we believe he was saved. Actually, we don't really know his life, but I believe he saved. Amen. But you know what? What was the last, last, last message that we hear? The last moments of our lives do we regard the calling of God? Number, uh, uh, let's finish up. Neither they regarded the work of the Lord, or neither considered the operation of His hand. The operation of God's hand. God is moving in your life. God has blessed you. God has taken care of you. God has covered you all these years, and you still say no. Why? Why? Why are you still chasing after the devil? Why are you still chasing after sin, my friend? Today, why? Why are you disagree? Why are you pushing away God's hand? God is trying to help you. God loves you tonight. God cares for you tonight. My friend, don't disregard God's hand of mercy and love and peace and satisfaction. The hand of God is awesome. Let it work in your life. Don't don't uh, don't don't disregard God's hand. The Bible says in 13, therefore my people are gone into captivity. And so many are bound tonight. Bound by sin. Bound, trapped by chains around their neck and around their hands. Like, and think about it, the enemy pulls men and women every day. The pit of hell pulls men and women down. They can't get loose. He says they keep bound in captivities because they have not, no knowledge and their honorable men are famished. The honorable men are lacking God. Honorable men, leaders, presidents, governors, Councilmen lacking God. Teachers, parents, honorable men are famished. We need the word. God help us get the word out. The Bible says in there, honorable men are famished and their multitudes are dried up with thirst. A hungry land dying because they reject the word of God. Christians, we got to continue to spread the word. Get the word out. It's an emergency going on. It's an emergency. Let's treat it as an emergency. Really, there's a fire going on in, in the pits of hell. It's a real, it's a real emergency. Hey Amen. And so we must, we must. The, the world is dying of starvation, spiritually speaking. Spiritually dying. Dried up. Even the church, if you're not careful, will drop. God, continue to let your spirit 
uh, continue to anoint us. God, help us along the way. Let's not let the see the world drive today. Number 14 says, therefore, hell has enlarged. This is the verse I'm trying to get you to. I brought you all this. Hell has enlarged itself. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger every day. I believe God's mercy said, I want it to be this big only. But over the years, it's expanded. He says, hell has enlarged itself. God said it was only for the third devil and the third and the angels. Just one third, but now it's growing. I say, perhaps God is saying, all right, this big, just this big, just this big. But every day, ah, ah, he has to expand the borders of hell. Why? Because men and women are rejecting God. But we don't, it, it doesn't have to be that way. It's sad. The Bible says, has the largest there, open her mouth. It's getting bigger without measure. It says it's getting so big and vast. The Bible says it and their glory and their multitudes and their pomp. They and the rejoicing shall descend into it all the way down to the grave. They parted all the way. I'm going to party all the way down to my grave. Lost. The Bible says, 15, the mean men shall be brought down. And the mighty men shall be humbled. The highest shall be, the lofty shall be humbled. It's a humbling experience to lift up your eyes and how we covered last week. Go back to part one. The Bible says, but the Lord of hosts shall it be exalted in judgment. And God, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. Every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. The billionaire is going to have to bow down on his knees. The world dictator is going to have to bow down on his knees. The high and mighty, Hollywood, everybody, everybody under the name, uh, under the sun, whether you're poor, you can be poor and still proud. Everybody's got to be, will be a humbling experience. Even for the believer, it's a humbling experience when we stand before the glory of God. We got to stand there and, and really bow down, fall on our faces before the glory of God. Even as a believer, we're going to have to bow down. Let's move on. Oh, man, I, I whew. Heaven and hell, who's going? Who's going? Who's going? I'm trying to end on a, on a good note here, but let's see. <coughs> uh, excuse me, folks. All right, let's keep moving. We got to keep moving, guys. We got to keep moving. This is better than Netflix. All right? Uh, Romans 16. Romans 1, 16 through 32. Who's going where? Who's going where? The Bible is clear about this. The Bible is clear. There's no question about it. Amen. And so we, God has already given us a playbook. It's up to us to follow his will. The Bible says in verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Don't be ashamed. The gospel, the gospel is what we need. He said, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth." Salvation, there's power in salvation. There's power to change your life. There's power to bring deliverance. Of all these things that we talked about of sin, God's salvation delivers us from sin. The Bible went on to say, he says, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and to the Greek, 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as is written, the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. There's a God of love, but there's a God of wrath at the same time. Let's get again. There's a God of love, and there's a God of wrath. There's a God of heaven, there's a God, then no doubt, of hell as well. There's two different sides to God. Which side will we build? We, it's up to us. The Bible says the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. You know what to do. After watching this video, you know. You've seen plenty of services. If it's your first broadcast, welcome. But you know what? We're trying to lay out the lines of the, 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 the remove all excuses to where you cannot say we don't know. And you know what? We as preachers, 
I'm going to have to answer to God before anybody else. Because we read the Bible, we preach the Bible. All of us are without excuse. And I'll be without excuse if I don't tell you the truth as well. I got to live this thing myself. I got to live it myself. I can't just point and say this and that and the other. I got to live it myself. The Bible says we hold the truth in unrighteousness. Number 19 says because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. For God has showed it unto them. Number 20. The invisible things of him from creation of the world are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made even the eternal power in Godhead, so that they are without excuse. 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. He says, you know what? People know who God is. People know what they need to do. But their own imagination, their own thoughts, their own will, they want to do their own thing. And their hearts were darkened. Give us more sin. He went on to say, because of this, the Bible says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Our world is so, so lifted up in their own education, their own thinking, their own ways. Figuring we don't need God. We're trying to resolve issues in our country, in our world. Thinking we didn't, excluding God out of it. Kick God out. We don't need God. We're going to do it this way. No, we need God. We need the wisdom of God. We need the Bible. We need prayer. We need the Holy Ghost. The Bible went on and says they became fools. Number 23, changing the glory of, of the uncorruptible God. In other words, Paul said it, God is uncorruptible, but they'll change God of who he is. And to an image made like corruptible men, to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. So through the years of ancient times all the way up to now, they've changed the holiness and beauty of God and start worshiping other things. Number 24, it says, wherefore God has given them to uncleanness through their own lusts and hearts dishonor, dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And so anything goes is what he's about to get into because we reject God. The Bible says who changed the truth of God into a lie. They changed the Bible. They twist the Bible. They, they bring out all these perversions of the Bible. Hey man, they change it into a lie. The Bible says, and, and, and they says they change the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator. We'll worship self, the human body, things, nature, the planets, worship any and everything else but the one who created it all, who blessed, who is blessed forever. Amen. I'm going to try to get you to this. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections. Say, so you know what? You don't want me? Fine. I'll take my hands off. That's what God's, God's attitude towards me. You don't want me? Fine. Go, go. Go destroy yourself then. The Bible says, vile affections for the women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. He's talking about sexuality here. The Bible says, and likewise, the men leaving the natural use of a woman and turn it into the lust towards one another. Burn in their lust, burning in their lust, a burning desire. And so again, the mind, the mind, the twisted up mind. God says something wrong with that. A man should desire a woman and a woman should desire a man. The Bible goes on. They, so, no, some back to what some of the versions of the Bible. They, some, of these, some of these verses aren't even in some of these new versions of the Bible. They say, ah, oh, check that out. <laughs> they make it a, a holy Bible spelled with a W. W-H-O-L-L-Y. Holy. They take something out. We take that scripture out. Take this one out. But anyway, the Bible says, likewise, also men leaving the natural use of the woman burn in their lust. One to another, men with men working that which is unseen. It's not the body parts don't even go. Receiving themselves a recompense of their error, which is meat 
And as even they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind and to do these things which are not convenient. Number 29, being filled with all unrighteousness. And so now we live in a society where all unrighteous, anything goes, especially here in New York City, and it's spreading throughout other places, San Francisco, Los Angeles, it don't matter, but any big city, small city, unrighteousness is all over the place. Go across the globe, it's still the same mess because of sin. Because people said no to God. He said, being filled with all unrighteousness, who's going, who's going and who's not going, we're talking about tonight. Who's going to heaven, who's not going to heaven? Bible says, uh, uh, he says, being filled with all unrighteousness, unrighteousness cannot in inherit the kingdom of God. We know that. Fornication, which is sex outside of wedlock. If you're uh, habitually practicing sex outside of wedlock, you can't go to heaven. You got to get married, get married, get married. The Bible says it's better to marry than to burn. It's, I'm just giving you what the word of God says. Listen, the Bible says wickedness, wicked hearts, ill, wicked hearts, sinful hearts, covetousness, greedy hearts, malicious, which is uh, wanting to do hurtful acts and dangerous things and being spiteful to people and hurting people. Bible says full of envy, jealousy. Bible says murderers. We know what that is. Taking people's lives, debate again. Uh, always arguing and fighting, carrying on. The Bible goes on to say deceit, being lying, lying and deceitful. The Bible says malignity, whispers and backbiters, gossipers and backbiters, people who stab each other in the back all the time, haters of God, haters of God. There are people who hate God, who despise God, despiteful, proud. They're already proud, boasters, inventors of evil things. In this century we're living in now, Things that were probably once used to be a good tool are now used for evil as well. These computers that we use were used for, uh, again, a, a good purpose probably originally. But now it's used to spread filth and garbage all around the world. But thank God as well, we use our computer for to get the gospel out. Amen. But inventor of evil things. You'd be surprised what's out there in our world today. There are men and women plotting and scheming to destroy humanity. I'll leave it at that. Disobedient to parents without natural or without understanding, without excuse me, covenant breakers, without natural affection. There's so much in that. Implacable, unmerciful. Number 32 is what I'm going to get you to. Who knowing the judgments of God. People know this stuff. Those listed here and many others as well. Who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death. So God is clearly saying this. It's not my words. It's God's word. Worthy of death. Not only do the same, but have pleasure. And then they do them. So not only do they have pleasure in these sins that we just listed, but they also take pleasure in other people. Be careful how you entertain on your television as well. Some of that stuff should turn your stomach. It should. It really should turn your stomach. If you still have a conscience. Our world is not, uh, the conscience and, and the moral fabric of our country and our world is, is turned off, to, uh, turn, the turn of the moral compass off now. He said, but even if you, when you take pleasure in that stuff, it's very sad. It's worthy of death. Oh boy. All right, I'm going to give you one more and I'm going to let you guys go. All right. We, I, there's no way I'm going to get through this. I got one more, a couple of more sections, but I'm going to cut it off right here because we almost at an hour. All right, Colossians 3, 1 through 17. I told you I got a lot of scripture tonight, but I wanted to make that clear. We need the gospel. The gospel that brings forth deliverance, that speaks against sin and the devil. See, the devil don't want us to know these verses. The devil does not want us to know these verses in the Bible. 
He does not want you to know that, again, these things will keep us from going to heaven. You know, well, I prayed when I was eight, so I'm good all the way. No, no, no. We got to make we got to live a life to go along with that. I'm going to give you some scriptures to go with that. Number one, uh, Colossians 3, 1. He said, if you didn't be risen with Christ, he said, no, you, okay, you pray at eight years old. He said, if you're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Or 38 years old, whoever you may be, whenever you came to Jesus, the Bible says you should now seek those things which are above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. So your affections, when you come to Christ, when you say, I'm a now a Christian, your affections should change. Your affections shall no longer be the lust of this world, but now should be towards the kingdom of God and heaven. Heaven should be your home now. The Bible goes on and says, set your affections, set your affections. Number two, set your affections on things above and not the things of the earth. Not the things of what the world is doing. Not the things what Hollywood is doing, what the world and all this stuff is going on. And, uh, the, the music and all these other things, the industry that promotes all this garbage. He said, don't set your affections on those things. The Bible says in verse three, for ye are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. So again, this is what happens to a believer. You're now dead to what? Dead to the things we used to do. Dead to the things of how we used to live our lives. We should be dead to those things now. Sin should not move us like that anymore. Why? Because we have a new nature creature. We're a new creation. We're going to come in next week. And we, I ain't going to have time. We're new creatures in Christ. You're now dead to that stuff. You should be dead to the voice of the devil. Dead to it. I'm not going back to that lifestyle. Because I found out in the word that that would destroy me. That would keep me from going to heaven. I'm dead to you, devil. You ain't got nothing to say to me. Why? Because my mind, I want to go to heaven. There should be no sin big enough and great enough to separate you from the love of God. We've been covering that for the past year. Go back and listen to our series about uh, complete victory. God wants you to have complete victory in your life. But anyway, let's move on. The Bible says in verse three, you are dead and your life is hidden in Christ in God. Number four, he says, when, when Christ, who is our life, your life should now be in Christ. Who's going to heaven? Those that make Christ centered lives, a Christ centered life, not a case, not, not having a little side, a little side hustle on God, a little, a little one night stand with Christ. No, no, no. We can't have one night stands with Jesus. We got to be all the way in. All the way in. The Bible says your life, he's our life now. You have a newness of life. You should be all about Jesus now. Well, you know, I'm, I'm good with Jesus every now and then. Once every couple of weeks, I'll come, I'll pop up in service. You know, I'll, I'll read my Bible every now and then. But, you know, next week I'm going out. We got a big party down in Vegas. You know, or here and that and the other. You know, but no, no, no. You know, or whatever the case may be. We can't dip and dab in and out. Your life should be about Jesus now. For those that are going to heaven. Let's move on. And shall, he says, let's read again. When Christ, who is our life, he's our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him. Who? The believers. Who's going to heaven? Those that have, are, are about Jesus. Number five, he went on and says, mortify therefore ye members which are upon the earth. Mortify your members. In other words, kill that desire. The blood of Jesus Christ should nullify and kill, mortify. Mortify means to kill that thing. The old you died. When I prayed for salvation, the old me died. 
That's it. The old man is dead. And we're going to continue to, by the grace of God, keep that joker in the ground. Stay down. When he pops up, take your foot and push him back down in there. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. And there he is again. Look at his fornication. So when I got saved, I didn't commit fornication no more. Why? Because I'm saved now. It's mortified. It's dead. Uncleanliness, which is homosexuality. The homosexual comes straight. Inordinate affections, those are weird affections, same thing. You now have affections to Christ. That weird, weird, you know, that it falls into that same category. Weird lusts, weird thoughts, weird affections. The Bible says evil concupiscence, uh, uh, covetousness, which is idolatry. Again, he says, for number six, he says, for which things spake us sake, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. So who's not going? Who is God angry with? Those who commit such acts. This is just a small list. Well, why, we'll try to bring a distinct line between who's coming and who's going. And why do we do this? Because we preach many a funeral and we got to really be careful again, try to put people in heaven. Because why? Again, we want to make sure and know for sure. That's some of the easiest funerals to know when you know and believe that that person is saved. That person's saved. Amen. The Bible says in verse 7, in which you also walk in some time. So back to what we say. We all were lost without God. I'm not throwing stones tonight. I'm just bringing out. I'm, I tell you, I get excited about this because I know that it's not being taught. I know that this type of teaching is not getting out there. I know it's not getting spread. And so he says, I, I get excited because I know that I was lost. And I thought that all I had to do was get baptized when I was eight and I'm good for the rest of my life. But I wasn't saved. I just came up <laughs> wet. Naturally, there was something in there, and I knew I needed to get come to Christ. But I wasn't living the life that I should have been living. And if I would have died, would I get born, becoming born again? I would have lost my soul. I would have been in hell tonight. If I didn't repent and get right with God. The Bible says we all walked this way. This may not be your category of sin, but we are all lost without God. He said, we live this way. I live this way. You live this way. We all will have our own categories that we all fall in. The Bible says, but now you need to put off these things. Now you're born again. The old things that fade away. The Bible says we put off anger. We, things that moved us before don't move us like they used to anymore because something happened on the inside. Wrath, wrath. Christians should not be wrathful. They're ready to take each other's head off. There's something that happened on the inside. The Bible says malice, uh, which is ill will and, and blasphemy. Filthy communication. Once you come to Christ and get saved, you stop cursing, period. <laughs> you can't tell me no different. That cursing tongue, there's no way that that thing can come out because your communication line has changed. Because you've been clean. Your heart's clean. Filthy communication out of your mouth. Number nine, lie not one to another. Lying stops. The Bible says, seeing that ye have put off the old man and his deeds. You put off the old man. It's done. He's over. He's finished. He's in the grave. The Bible says, number 10, they have put on the new man or new woman. He said, which is renewed in knowledge after the image 
of him that is created. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew. I'm going to wrap this up. Circumcision nor uncircumcision. Barbarian or Scythian. Bond or free. Nor free. He says, but Christ is all in all. Let Christ be your all in all, my friend. Bible says, put on therefore as the elect of God. So he wants us to have a different life now. Holy, beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. And if any man have a quarrel against any, he said, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So again, all the fussing and fighting at one another, he said, that's to be squashed in the Christian ranks. Number 14, he says, but above all, put on charity, which is love. He says, which is the bond of perfectness. Love, love, as a new love that only God can give. A love for him, a love for his word, a love for the things of God. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, love your neighbor as the greatest commandment of them all. Bible says, number 15, and let the peace of God rule your hearts. The peace of God rule your hearts. For the believer, he says, to which is, you are called to one body to be thankful. Number 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. So again, for the believer, for the believer, those on the way to heaven, let the word of God, you begin to desire the word. You begin to desire to want to do the things of God. You desire to want to be in church. You desire to want to learn more about God. The Bible says, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. That's a whole other category. You, When you're a Christian, you desire to want to worship songs. You, you, you desire for the rap and all that junk rock and hard rock and all this stuff that is glamorizing the devil and sin and filth and that leaves your heart there's a difference i'll tell you when i got saved man i took all that junk at first i started selling it i said you know what but well, why am i selling this stuff i went to my uh, my drawer and i started selling it to the other guys in the army i said i, I ain't gonna sell no more i'm gonna throw it all in the dumpster <laughs> i threw it all away they asked me where you do it i said i threw it in the dumpster man because i ain't gonna give you my filth you begin, I now begin to load up my CD stack. We had CDs back in those days. CDs were in cassettes. My, 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 my genre changed to gospel. Gospel. Because why? It feeds the spiritual man. All the other genres caused me to want to chase after the women. Caused me to want to go fight, shoot, smoke drugs, and, and drink up. That's what it does. A lust. Adultery. All that stuff is promoted through worldly music. I know it's not popular for some who, who love worldly music. But there's a change that takes place. Anyway, we can't dance to the devil's beat. I'll say that. I'll just move on. Let's read it again. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another uh, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's what Christians listen to. Singing and with grace in your hearts to the Lord and whatsoever you do, do in word and deed. So again, he says, and do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So there, I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to stop right there because I gave you a lot. Probably don't make some of you mad, but amen, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. That's what, that's what the disciples, the preachers used to do, make people mad. Get mad, get glad, as the old preacher used to say. Get mad, get glad. Thank God as a preacher that'll tell you the truth. Thank God for his word. Read these scriptures, apply these scriptures. And God shows us, he says, when you, when you get saved, who's going to heaven? Those that begin to live a transformed life. We cannot live like the world. I didn't have time to go through. Go to come to part three next week. Part three next week be the will of the Lord. 
amen, about how we should not love the world, the things of the world. He said the love of the world is in us. The love of the Father is not there. First John, go back and read First John chapter 2. We'll come back to that next week. But I'm saying all this to why? Because we love you. So it's because there should be a change. There's a difference. There's a line barrier between the sheeps and the goats. Is that plural? Is that a proper word? Sheeps? <laughs> between the sheep and the goats. Amen. There's a line. The sheep hear his voice. Not the voice of MC so-and-so. The sheep hear his voice. The sheep hear the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. Come to Christ. Listen. Serve Christ. God bless our prayer. We look forward to seeing. Meditate on his word. Meditate on his word. And be in service this Thursday night. Be in service this Thursday night. That's the will of God for you. To be in service. Amen. In person. In the house of the Lord. We look forward to seeing you soon. God bless you. I pray. Have a good night.